what is my purpose? Why am I here? If I do go in the water, it will have to be because you called me. I will move only according to your word. It was a quick shift, a quick change. What is our heart's disposition towards God and towards his people? You feel a sense of purpose and responsibility and identity by those activities, the things that you're doing. And so if those things aren't there, if you're not able to do those things anymore, then there is a mindset that says, I have no purpose. We cannot avoid the traffic, the uncertainties, potholes, and the stop signs, but we can control our emotions and our responses. You are a minister of reconciliation. Mm, yes. <laughs> Be of good cheer, for it is only I standing on the water, man. Sure. I am chosen by God and I am loved. Everything that you have been taught, live it. Welcome to a new season inside of Roadblock Season 2 with yours truly, Nicolette Swaby. Looking forward to all that God will say to us in our Heart to Heart Conversations 2020. Voices are crying for truth. Welcome to another Heart to Heart Conversations inside of the Roadblock Podcast. My name is Nicoletta Sweepy, and it's always a pleasure to have you joining inside of these sessions. Now, if you have been blessed, I encourage you to share the podcast with those you know. Let them know about the podcast. Share the messages with them. Share each session with them. We have several sessions of the Roadblock Podcast, and I invite you to share them with others. You can find it on Spotify, on Apple Music, on Google Play Music, on Buzz Sprouts. It's all over. So share this link with your contacts if you have been blessed, so that they too can be blessed. Now, inside of today, I want us to talk about what the Lord has been doing and what he requires of us in this time and in this season. I know that for me, um, it, it has been a just a period of sanctification and purging. My church has been in revival since March. And God has just been washing us. He has been purging us. He has been changing us. At the beginning of the revival, he said that he would take us back to the spirit. And that's exactly what he has been doing. He has been speaking to us. Even things that he has said years ago, he is now anchoring us in that truth and bringing us to that place of belief and obedience to the truth that he has taught us over the years. And so many persons have just been changed. I know I have been changed. God has just been doing a work in, in my own heart. And I'm experiencing just the grace and the mercy of God. We know what is happening in the world now. We, we're living in uncertain times. The scripture in Matthew 24 actually lets us no, it unveils what we're experiencing now in the world. So we, it's not just about a virus. It's not just about a disease. It's not just about rumors of wars. It, it, you know, it's not just about the things that we can see in the world, but the Holy Spirit is unveiling what all of that really mean. And the scripture calls it 
the beginning of sorrows. It tells us that these things would happen, pestilences, these, these things would come upon the world. It would come in the earth, but it's just the beginning. It's just, it, it's going to lead to something else. It's going to lead to something worse. But we have a promise in the scriptures that if we abide in God, if we are found to be in fellowship with him, we don't have to fear. We don't have to be afraid of the noisome pestilence and the terror by night. We don't have to be afraid of the troubles in this world because the Lord has said that we have overcome the world. So we don't have to be troubled by the things that come in the world. If we're not in God, then we can be troubled. If we are not in God, then we will fear. But if we are found to be in God, we can experience the peace that is in that fellowship. In the Holy Spirit is righteousness, peace and joy. So in the midst of the uncertain times, in the midst of troubling times, we have peace. But there is still an expectation. There is still an expectation because we have friends and we have family members who are still in the world. What do I mean by in the world? They have not received Christ as their Lord and Savior. They have not been brought into this awesome fellowship. They have not been translated from darkness to light. And so the promises that we have inherited, they don't have that inheritance. And so that now should stir up a response in you and stir up a response in me. At the beginning of the year in this season, in this um, second season of the podcast, I said that the Lord is restoring our identity. Yes, he is. He's restoring the identity of the church because we have lost our way over the, 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 the since we have gotten saved. We have backslidden in our hearts. A lot of us, we probably were still in the church, but in our hearts, we know that we strayed from the truth, that we strayed from the truth. And so God is restoring the identity of the church. He's bringing us back to that place where we truly know who we are in God. And not only is he restoring our identity, but with that restoration, he's renewing our mission. We know that the Lord told us to go into all the worlds. Hallelujah. He told us to go and minister to the lost, go on the highways and the byways, gather the sheep, gather those who were predestined unto this great salvation. He's renewing that mission. He's, re he's, he's causing that passion to be awakened in us and for us to see the urgency of the times and know that we need to get as many souls as possible People are dying without knowing Jesus, but our mission is being restored that a soul, that somebody would know that, listen, you too can escape this world. You too can escape the fire of hell. Hallelujah, Jesus. And the Lord tells us that in these times, those who know their God will be strong. We will be strong. And we will do great exploits. And one of that exploits is the great evangelism, the great revival that is taking place right now on this, on this earth.
Now, God wants to use us. I know you might have heard that so many times, but yes, he does. I'm reminding you another time. He is preparing us. And I see what God has been doing in these times as that preparation of the last army. Hallelujah. He's preparing the last army in this final hour, in this last reformation in the earth. He's preparing the last army that will trumpet his sound, that will trumpet his voice in the earth, the last army hallelujah in the last reformation the last revival the last great move that he's doing in the earth is just a season of lasts <laughs> god is 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 calling it's a last call it's a and it's a great call it's a call to repentance and it's a call to the kingdom of god it's a last purging He's pouring out himself. He's pouring out grace. He's pouring out his mercy. He's pouring out his word. And he's not holding back anything. He's touching everything so that we can truly respond to this last call. Because we don't know. We, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen the next minute. But he wants our hearts to be so prepared that we know that we are found in in him that there will be no fear in us that there will be no anxiety in us but we will allow him to purge us from the world we will be truly convinced that we are not of the world that we will be truly awakened to righteousness God wants us to let go of the world let go of the past and move on in him move on in righteousness Move on. He said, let us go on to perfection. The things that held us in the past, the things that we were struggling with, he said, no more, not in this last hour where people are dying, not in this last hour where people are leaving, you know, the church leaving God, backsliding in their hearts. Don't do that in this last hour. This is a crucial time. This is a critical time. This is not the time for us to be caught up in the small matters, the small things, the small offenses but he is changing our hearts and he is causing us to change our minds and let go of those things and move on in him be a part of the last army that God is going to use I was praying and I remember in my praying I was just saying to the Lord I want to go to heaven Lord I want to go to heaven and I heard in my spirit Take the people with you, my Lord. So many times we get so caught up in just our desires. But the Lord is saying, you want to go to heaven? You want to be with me? Take some people with you. If that is truly your passion, then you must see the great reward of being in me. You must see that it's great to escape the troubles in this world. You must have come to a place in your life where you realize that it's better to be with God. But if that is truly true, 
If that's really where your heart is, then there must be a passion to take the people with you. There must be a passion to get somebody to follow you. There must be a passion to get some more souls to come see a man that told me all about my ways. He has changed my life. Come drink of this water. Come and taste and see that God is good. There must be a passion in us to preach this gospel like never before. Not just the fact that God is coming back, but people are dying. Even before the Lord returns, people are dying without receiving this great life in Christ. Father, restore. Continue, God, to restore in this hour that you are restoring, Lord. We submit our hearts to that restoration and that renewal. We receive and believe what our identity is in you. And we stand resolute, Father, to walk in the mission that you have laid out for us, your church. Because we are truly leaving this world. But we want to be found in God. And we want those around us, those who have come in contact with us, to also be found in God. In St. John 14, chapter 14 and verse 2 to 4, we see where Jesus was speaking to his disciples who became the apostles, those who received the word to, to give to the church. These were the first apostles who laid the foundations. And Jesus said this to them. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. That where I am, there you may be also. You know, we sometimes read the scripture and we immediately go to the rapture. And we think of, oh yeah, the Lord is going to return and we're going to be with him wherever he is in heaven. We're going to be with him. But Jesus here is speaking to these disciples who didn't even have the Holy Ghost. Pentecost hadn't come. They didn't receive the Holy Spirit as yet. But he's there telling them that he's leaving, but he's going to come again. And further down, we see where Jesus is speaking of the Holy Spirit. He's speaking of the Holy Spirit and he's saying, if I don't go, you cannot receive. You cannot receive power. You cannot receive the Holy Spirit. So it's not just the rapture, but before the rapture, there is something that we need. There is something that you need to receive. You need to receive the power to become a son of God. You need to receive the Holy Ghost. And Jesus says, I am going. And guess what? You know the way. Hallelujah. He says, where I go, you know. And the way, you know. So you mean we know the way? In other words, Jesus is saying, I am the way. And you know me. And if you know me, that is eternal life. He continues, and I encourage you to read this, read the whole Bible, but read this, this chapter, John chapter 14. And if you look at 19 to 20, verses 19 to 20, he says, Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more. But you see me, because I live, you shall live also. At that day, you shall know that I am in my Father, 
and you in me and I in you. Jesus is talking about a great fellowship, a great fellowship that we have with the Father by way of the Holy Spirit. And the Lord said, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. We are joined to the Lord by his spirit. He has made us one with him. Hallelujah. And he says, now you will see as I see and you will know as I know. And that is eternal life. That is eternal life. When you know God, you will live as he lives. You will love as he loves. You will think as he thinks. And that is the holy life that will inherit the kingdom of God. Moses had a revelation of the natural life. He saw God allowed him to peer into his truths. And Moses got to see how God created man and created the earth and created the stars and the sun and the moon and the animals and the trees and the natural world. But God allowed John to see the spirit he didn't just see a natural world with animals and birds and trees and the land and the stars and the moon, but he saw the beginning of life. He saw Jesus. He saw the revelation of life from the perspective of the spirit of God. So he's not, when John talks about life, when he talks about the life of Christ in first John one, when he says that life, which was from the beginning, he's talking about the life of Christ. And he's saying, you can have fellowship with this life he's not talking about fellowship with the birds and the trees and he's saying there is a life in the spirit of God that allows you to know God that allows you to know the son that allows you to walk in eternal life to walk in love to walk in power to walk in righteousness to walk in peace to walk in joy this is a great life that comes by way of the spirit when you receive jesus christ when you believe on what god has said you become a part of this great life which was from the beginning and he says, this is a holy life. This is a sinless life. That life which was in the beginning. He says, that is the life that I'm declaring unto you. That is the life that I am now telling you about. This is the great life. And there is no darkness in that life. There is no sin in that life. This life of Christ is now in you. If you have been born again and you can walk holy, sinless, spotless, blameless until the coming of Jesus Christ. And Paul agrees with that. Hallelujah. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 23, he says, I pray that your spirit, your soul, and your body be kept blameless until Jesus comes, until the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. In other words, stay holy, stay sinless, stay blameless, stay faultless until Jesus comes. Stay holy. You know why? Because no sin is going to enter into heaven. No sin at all. And we cannot rewrite the script to satisfy our personal beliefs, to satisfy failure. We have to believe what the word of God says. If I sin today and I live a life of sin, 
or I sin tomorrow. I cannot rewrite the scripture to justify or to satisfy my sin. No, I have to look at the standard of the word and realize that God's standard will not change to satisfy me. It says exactly what it means and it means exactly what it says. And God is saying this great life, embrace it. Embrace that truth and point people to that truth, that great eternal life. And it's not just pointing the people to that truth by saying it out of your your mouth, but by the life that you live, you're pointing the people to holiness, by how you treat others, by how you love, by how you walk in the spirit, by how you entreat God. People are seeing that and they're saying, okay, so that's the life that I should live. That is the life that will enter into heaven. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are God. We thank you that you have revealed what life really is. That true life is in Jesus Christ. It's in the life of the Son. That holy life. And we have been placed into that life. And we can manifest all that Jesus is. That is your grace and your mercy. That we could know you. That we could know you as God. And that knowledge is eternal life. There is no fear in that knowledge. There is no anxiety in that life. And we embrace all that it is. Hallelujah. We thank you in the name of Jesus. I pray today that you will live that life. You will manifest that life and you will take the people with you. Thank you for tuning in to Roadblock. To find more of our heart-to-heart conversations, listen in on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Play Store, and the Sunrise with Jesus app. Email us at roadblockpodcast at gmail.com. I'm Nicolette Swaby. Join me next time as we live out our story in the glory. In the glory.